Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Plants Week here on On The Ledge podcast continues today with Hoya linearis and this one couldn't be much different from yesterday's plant Senecio rolianus because it's got the thinnest possible leaves. They're only about one or two millimetres across and they're long at about three to five centimetres with a deep groove down the back. It's almost like they're rolled in on themselves and they feel kind of tactile, slightly furry, greyish green, and they hang down in long stems from the plant. I've heard of somebody getting these up to a metre long, which is pretty impressive. And it seems very suddenly this plant is on sale all over the shop. And I guess you can take a mark of its success that you can now buy a fake, an artificial Hoya linearis from Debenhams in the UK, which is a department store here. So, yep, once you can get a fake one, that means that the real one is proving very popular. Now, the Hoya family or the wax plant family are lots of the other species in this family. And there are dozens, if not hundreds of them, look rather different. You might well know Hoya carnosa, the wax plant with its oval waxy leaves. The one thing that Hoya linearis has in common with the other members of the wax plant are the flowers. Now on Hoya linearis, these are pale green buds opening to white and they have that characteristic star shape that you'll know from anyone who's seen a Hoya flower before. I got my cuttings from James Wong when I visited his flat for the podcast as you may remember, and they rooted fairly easily in the standard way. I stripped off the lower leaves and placed the stem into some very gritty compost and enclosed the whole thing in a clear plastic bag and away they went very easily. And mine are planted about, how many cuttings have we got here? One, two, four cuttings in a pot. I've already taken cuttings of these for somebody actually, so they've already been cut back, but they're doing really, really well. But it hasn't yet flowered, so I can't tell you what the scent is like, although I do believe they are scented. And lemony is the main word I've seen used to describe the smell. There's not a massive amount of advice out there on growing this plant. Most people seem to agree that it likes to be on the dry to very dry side, but it does like a bit of humidity in the air too. And I've also seen suggestions that like other Hoyas, it likes to be just that little bit pot bound. So don't pot this one on too enthusiastically. In terms of the potting compost that you use, bear in mind this is an epiphyte. So some orchid bark mixed in with regular houseplant compost is probably a good choice. 
It really is a trailing plant for a hanging basket or hanging off a shelf because it really doesn't have any way of twining or climbing up. And I've read lots of conflicting advice about how much light it needs from shade to full sun to everything in between. So all I can suggest is if your Hoya linearis is looking happy where it is, then keep it there. And if not, then do try and move it around to find the best location for you. And my plant? Well, it's right up there next to my string of pearls in that north facing glass roofed room. So it's getting plenty of light, but not a lot of direct sunlight. And suggested temperatures? Well, one of my listeners, Caff, commented on my episode yesterday on Senecio Rolianus, saying that this could survive well below temperatures of 10 C in the wintertime, living outside in an unheated greenhouse. So all of these temperatures that I give really are guidelines rather than rules. And if your plant can survive those lower temperatures, that's great. But again, I would say Hoya linearis, I would only risk down to about 10 degrees centigrade. If you do grow it at that kind of temperature, then it needs to be really dry during the winter to avoid any rotting. But, you know, bog standard room temperatures anywhere from 16 to 22 to 24 degrees centigrade will be absolutely fine for this plant. Just remember, the hotter it is and the more heating you have on, the more you might need to supplement humidity levels. Given the sparse amount of information there is online and in the books I've found about this plant, Hoya linearis may seem like a bit of a daunting purchase because, well, when you do go onto specialist Hoya sites and read information about it, it's rumoured to be one of the hardest Hoyas to grow. But I have to say I have found it to be anything but in the past few months I've had it. I've just left it alone and chucked a bit of water at it once in a while and it's growing absolutely fine. Do take a look at the show notes for this episode. You'll see that there's details of Senecio rolianus, yesterday's plant, and also Hoya linearis, and I'll be adding to this as the week goes on. One of the nice things you can see is a link to a picture of Hoya linearis in its native lands. This plant comes from places like Nepal, Bhutan, and Myanmar. And in the picture that I'm linking to, it's growing on the bark of a tree, and it's fascinating to see it in its native environment. If you've been inspired to try outgrowing Hoya linearis, then, well, where do you get one? In the UK, Shrubland Park Nurseries have them available for mail order. They're a good and reliable uh, mail order company. They're also for sale at perfectplants.co.uk, who I haven't tried, but I have heard good things about. If you're in Europe, Classen Orchids, that's orchid-shop.com, also have them for sale. They're a Netherlands-based mail order firm. In the US and elsewhere, well, I have to be honest, I'm not that sure. But if you've bought a Hoya Linearis, please do let me know where you got it from and I can add all that information to the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed today's mini episode on Hoya Linearis. I'll be back tomorrow with another iconic trailing plants, Serapegia woodii, or the rosary vine, also known as String of Hearts. See you then. Bye. Music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops, licensed under Creative Commons. See janeperone.com for details.